Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast, everyone. This is Bob Shoneman, along with my co-host, Pete Robertson. What's up, gentlemen? And Barry Rice. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. Man, we could not wait to talk to you this morning. He is fired up, Pete. He's something else. Man, so that's the truth. I am something else. That's you're right. something else, man. We had an amazing morning of uh, preparation, getting ready for this podcast today. We can't wait to share uh, what's on our hearts. But uh, man, it's we have a unique situation with the three of us. In a, in, a, in a span of five weeks, all three of us got older. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is weird. Really weird. How that just kind of all yeah. falls on the calendar. We're all that close. So, hey, can we keep this show positive, man? We don't have to talk about getting older, do we? No. See. People look at getting older as you know a negative. It's not a negative. It's a. I mean, we're all gonna die. We know that. We so, so maybe hair. so there you got that. <laughs> but age, man, it's just just means more experience, more wisdom, right? You're trying to call more us time, blind. more time to learn and and grow and be transformed. Wait, that's later in the show, but. Yeah, so it was Pete's turn. It was Pete's turn. Happy birthday. We went to P.F. Oh, yeah. Chang's. Shout out to P.F. Chang's. Um, We're going to do another birthday, I think. Are we? I don't know when. You got to do two, right? Yeah, That's the rule. To, that was what you did. Yeah, well. We didn't know. do that with Barry, I just realized. Or did we? Did he have another one? Mm-hmm. He had one up. And, I had to go out of town. Remember? Yeah, but you had one oh, there. Oh, that's right. And then yeah, did you have another one when you came back? Did you have a get together with people? I don't know. Did I? I can't remember. I we, need to, we need to make sure. So See, I don't remember birthdays because I have so many kids, right? You know, That's true. You care about what their birthdays more than anything else. Yeah, right. That's well, it? That's yeah. all you want to talk about? Oh, about your I'd, birthday? I had a great time. We had a lot of fun. We yeah. the, all three of us got together with our families. Yeah. We had dinner and then we did something that I had never done before. Yeah. The hot and now sign. At, at you guys Christmas know what Creek. I'm talking about? Now that will change your life. <laughs> People we are like, talked what about are you talking having about? a hot sign at the church, right? At a church. It will <laughs> pull them in. Message on. I'm thinking the smell of fresh donuts will bring people. <laughs> I mean, people Today's try everything show else. Is sponsored right? by Krispy Kreme. Right? Yeah, Krispy Kreme. They're gonna like love us. <laughs> I had never been to. I mean, I've had Krispy Kreme before, but you know, like the grocery store box. Yeah. I've never been to the store when yeah, they were, something they were coming. That was. Amazing. They melt in your mouth. Yeah, they're really sweet. They're really they healthy too. <laughs> So carrot what sticks I for the myself. rest of the week. I got blood tests at the end of the week. This I don't know what happened, good. but ever since we went there, I've been getting emails from them every day. Oh, really? really? You signed up? Yeah. Do you know what's happening right now? They are doing some type of strawberry thing with donuts. What? Oh, yeah. Man, I got to get it on the inside scoop, man. Did you j- like jump on their internet or something, or did you sign up for their? Oh, you signed up for their rewards program. That's what I it guess. Was. I they give have... you free donuts. I think that's what it is. Oh, that's man. what it is. So, how old are you now, Pete? I'm 27. <laughs> Righteous Invasion of Truth is the name of our show. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. All right. It's at heart I am. It's all good. It's all good. I so want to be. My body doesn't say that. We uh, Last week's show was uh, amazing, and we were talking about this amazing trip coming up at the... Uh, in, well, I guess it's in. No, it's not quite winter. It's in. The, it's in the end of fall. But uh, we're going to Greece, Pete. And uh, for those that didn't listen to the show last week, first of all, shame on them. But um, for those that missed last week, you want to tell our, our our audience a little bit about this amazing trip coming up and 
who's who's it for and who should be signing up and, and why they shouldn't wait? Yeah, so if you're listening to this in, in months to come, it's episode 24, right? Yeah, yeah episode, that's right. Episode 24, 24 is the trip. That's that, right. That will give you some details of what we're doing. Um, we're going to the Footsteps of Paul uh, Greece tour. So it's going to be an eight day, seven nights. Um, we'll be flying into Thessalonica to start and we'll end up in Athens. Um, and then we'll have a free day at the end of it where we'll be able to go to Santorini or anywhere else that's uh, around Greece on our own. Tell me about that uh, place. Oh, it's amazing. It's I don't know how to explain it. Anybody that's seen those pictures of the blue tops yes. and the white buildings, that's Santorini. So it's uh, it's pretty magical. It's pretty special and it looks cool. The water's awesome. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. But it, but again, our, our heart is, is more than just going to the footsteps of Paul. It's really to to bring couples with us to really just pour into them um, and, and to kind of talk about what we're talking about today, to, to see their, their marriages transformed. And so we're going to be, uh, we'll have people that have, have marriages that are on the rocks. We're going to have people that are going to have marriages that are thriving. Um, all different forms of marriages will be there. And this tour is really going to connect with them uh, in a deep way. And so I'm really looking forward to all of us just sharing with these these couples and to be able to just worship with them. But more importantly, just to see how the Bible come alive as we go to Thessalonica, as we go to Philippi, as we go to Corinth, and to be able to see these times or these things that happened back then, what Paul was seeing, what Paul was going through. And uh, it's just really going to help bring that Bible to life. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting. You know, with having six kids, you know, as you were telling me about that, I think about the magic school bus. <laughs> you know why? Because you said we're going to fly right into Thessalonica. It's like we're going to fly right into the Bible. First or second Thessalonians. I mean, right. come on. And we're going to walk in the steps of Paul. But here's here's what makes this trip different than, than any other trip you ever take. Your marriage is going to have a huge Amen. amount of truth yeah. invested in it. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and to take uh, an investment into your marriage and then... Then have the memory of Greece and yeah. the footsteps of Paul. It's going to be life transformation. Yeah, nice. best of best of both worlds. You can find you can get more information on mttfaith.com. So m t as in Tom, t as in Tom, faith.com, and uh, just go on to travel category. Click down, click on that. Go to mission minded getaway. Click on that, and then that will lead you to getting all the information that you need to get you your pricing, get you itineraries. Uh, you can download a brochure. All of that will be on that. So. I am excited. I cannot wait for this trip. It's going to be amazing. So you mentioned, Pete, that um, we're going to be talking about transformation, and uh, that'll be just part of the uh, uh, of the workshops and uh, some of the things that we're going to be able to take home with us from this trip to Greece. Um, and that's, that is the title of our show today. Well, maybe not the title of our show today, but uh, we're going to talk about transformation. And uh, in this episode of The Riot, we're going to talk about uh, the difference between Reformation and Transformation. So, gentlemen, what is the difference between Reformation and Transformation? Hey, two things before we do that. Can, can I switch a little bit? Of course. We've been praying at the beginning of our, our time. And this morning you said, Bob, that you wanted to read the passage. Oh, that's right. Thank you so for reminding me. I'll pray. You read the passage. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, let's do it. So, All right. Let me pray. Dear God, thank you for this opportunity to serve you today, Lord, and, and may uh, your word be true in every man a liar. 
God, uh, may we not speak anything that's not from your word. And, and God, as the people are listening to this, may they hear your heart, but also our heart that we just want to honor and glorify you and help people understand um, who they are in Christ and what your word says to them and what your word says about the things that are happening in our world today. And so, Lord, I, I pray our name that your righteous truth would invade this earth in jesus name amen amen man i love that with three of us we always catch each other's uh mistakes our blind spots right so what i wanted to read to you was um very famous verse that i should have memorized but i'm not going to risk it no do it this way <laughs> romans 12 2 do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of god what is good and acceptable and perfect. So that's a good place to start, guys. Now I'll go back to my question. What is the difference between Reformation and Transformation? Do you want to take Reformation, I'll take Transformation, or do you want to do the opposite? No, that'd be great. All right, go for I it. love to start with Reformation. All right, go so, for it. so guys, uh, maybe, maybe the best way to handle this is to talk about uh, how we have handled change of people in the church. And uh, I have to admit that I got this wrong. I really did. And and Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen says this: Once you are in Christ, you are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. And when I when I have studied that passage, and 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 when I think about that, I have become. When I received Jesus Christ, I have become something new. And what is that? The sin nature. Uh, was on the throne of my life. It was controlling me. I had no no way to turn but to turn to sin. And now that uh, I have received Jesus Christ and he sits on the throne of my life, I am freed from the bondage and slavery to sin. I am a new creation. So it's it's like the word in Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, we are transformed. And that word is metamorpho. And it means like the caterpillar and the butterfly. But when we talk about reformation, that is different. That is what we do to change. And and what what is that all about? I wrote down a statement here. Reformation is us trying, performing an act of our will, even discipline to change ourselves, It is only a band-aid, temporary fix. When stresses enter, we are tempted, we go through trials, we will always revert back. All this becomes a endless process of failure and battling with our flesh. With the flesh, we, can, we try to defeat the flesh. Reformation is, is the orange tree uh, shaking, uh, pushing, trying, performing to produce fruit. In my life, I am trying to reform myself. It is a self-help mentality. And and we have had that in the church. Why? Because the church and, and, and myself, I, I can speak to myself and my preaching, we have been about a bunch of do's and don'ts. And that is religious. Yeah. That is not a relationship. And so reformation is us trying to muster up the discipline to live right for God, and it doesn't work. Tell us about transformation, Pete. Well, I mean, kind of just to go off the reformation a little bit, it's, you know, I'm just thinking of, of 
how Barry, you said it's kind of something you've been taught in the past. You've kind of known it was improper. And so I look at my own life. It was, I always thought that if I would to read my Bible more, if I were to pray more, if I would go to church more, if I would tithe more, if all of that, I would then be, you know, get right with God or I would grow, I would be holy. I would do all of that. And that was me reforming myself. That was my effort to to become more like God. And so God is saying, no, that's not what he's asking. He's wanting us to be transformed. And so transform, um, Barry wrote this down, and I'll just read what Barry wrote. He said, transformation has nothing to do about our efforts. It has everything to do with what God is doing in our lives. Total healing and change of character only happens by God's grace and mercy. It's not our effort. It's divine in God's effort. God puts his super on our natural i love that it's it is it's powerful but it's again it's 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 not us pursuing god by doing it's us pursuing god by being jesus god's god constantly tells us through the word to be still and know that i am god seek first the kingdom of god and then all things are added unto you and so we've usually got it backwards. We want to reform ourselves. And so as, as Barry was saying, we, we go back into a cycle. And so we'll do really good for some time, and then all of a sudden we'll fall short, and we'll start all over again. We're not being transformed. We're going through reformation. And so transformation is we're being still in God's presence. We're, we're drawing close to Him. We're worshiping Him, and we're allowing Him to have His way within us. And in that moment, in that stillness, in that presence of God, we then begin to be transformed. And that is when God then can, we can allow, we now allow God to open our eyes to new things. We now allow the new creation in Christ to take place. We now allow the metamorphosis to happen. But the metamorphosis can't happen if we continue to stay a caterpillar. We must understand that God has created us to be a butterfly. And that's what he ultimately wants. We were born in the world. We were born in sin. But through transformation, we then become something that's beautiful. We become something that is is beyond comprehension. And so that is what transformation, the butterfly, the, the, the worm has, can, or the caterpillar cannot change himself without allowing the metamorphosis to take place and us being in God's presence by us just worshiping him. It's not about what our works are. It's not about what we're doing. It's about what he's going to do. Then that transformation can take place. Hey, guys, Bob, you're from New York and that's where a lot of the apples are produced. Do you know to to sell the apples what do they put on them they put wax right shine them up yeah and the wax shines and that is what reformation is it's on the outside it's us dressing up to go to church it's us putting on makeup it's us trying to fit in and look good when the inside is rotten and uh only God can change the inside of a man or a woman. And that God's work is the transformation. And I, I am going through transformation right now in my own life. And, you know, I was talking to these guys at the beginning of uh, going through this episode and, and, and outlining it and talking through it. And you know what? Transformation, at times, it, it looks ugly. It, 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 it can reveal scars it can uh, you know bring up past hurts but but god can be trusted and even if it does look messy the blood the the uh, stitches the staples and and the scars and all that 
uh, even if it doesn't look uh, clean and, and good, it's getting healthier. It's healing. And uh, it's in the process. You got to go through it. And transformation is a messy process. It, you know, it happens. So imagine whoever's listening to this, you, we can all testify that we've faced crisis or circumstances in our lives. And in those moments of despair, in those moments of our lowest points of life, we've had a choice. That choice was either we can try to figure this out, we can buckle up our food straps, we can, we can reform and, and try to work through this to make our life better, or we can do what God said, be still in his presence and worship him. And, and, and those are the two choices that we have. And, and it's something that clicks in us. It's, it's something that, that, that tells us that um, this way with God is the better way. There's something in us that says, you know what, I'm, I, I, need to let, I need to surrender now because I can't figure this out. I've been trying this. I've been trying to reform myself for many, many years, and, and, I, and I keep going through the same cycle over and over. Maybe you're on a different uh, divorce, maybe, I mean, you know, different marriage. Maybe there's you know, a different job, trying to seek the next best thing. Or maybe on your different friendships, trying to find the next best friend or whatever how, that how is. How about this, Pete? How about people jumping from church to church yeah. to church? That, yeah. I see that it's so much of an evidence yeah. of reformation. Yeah, and so it's it's trying to fix your problem instead of allowing God to fix it. It's it's trying to it's trying to um, worry about or stress about um, how you're going to put the puzzles the pieces of the puzzle together. But transformation is is not even worrying about that and just saying God, I'm going to be emptied before you. A total healing and change of our character only happens by accepting God's grace and mercy for what it is. He, he forgives us once and for all. We have to accept that as reality. It's not our efforts. It's divine in God's efforts. And, and we have to just understand that there's nothing that we can do in of ourselves. It's only by being in his presence. And so by doing that, things start to take place. By us just saying, I'm not going to figure out the next piece of the puzzle. I'm not going to try to work this out. I'm going to be still. I'm going to allow, as Barry said, allow God to rip me apart. It's going to be ugly at times. It's, it's going to be dirty at times. It's, we have so many bad habits, some of us, that are, it's just, and when God has to reteach us, relearn all of those new habits and trusting in God, it's going to be ugly. There's going to be outbursts of anger. There's going to be times of, of pain and agony that doesn't make any sense in your life. But just know that in God's presence, there's nothing but goodness. There's nothing but transforming healing power. There's nothing but uh, uh, awe in his presence. It, it, it changes you. His love overwhelms you. And that is what God is saying. And I, he says, I will take care of you. I will transform you by the renewing of your mind. Here's, here's a question, Pete. Did you save yourself? <laughs> we didn't. Well, then, if we didn't save ourselves, why are we trying in our own effort to become more like Christ? Hmm. Now, that, that logic seems messed up. You know, I was a, a youth pastor for many years like you, Pete, and worked with kids. And you ask questions, they, they would give the same answers. <laughs> they raise their hand. Read the Bible. That's the answer to everything. Or Jesus. Yeah. Who's the one that can change you? Jesus. Or or they they raise their hand, they say, pray. We have taught 
generations of Christians that if you will read the Bible, if you will pray, if you'll go to church, like you were saying a while ago, Bob and and, and Pete, uh, tithe and do the the actions of the, of the church, then we're going to be changed. And I I have to tell you that without the intimacy of God will not change us. Hmm. And that's why we get frustrated, and that's why we revert back to carnality and sin. And here's 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 something that is so important: knowledge without a relationship always leads to rebellion. Mm. If if we are just giving people knowledge about God, and that knowledge is not teaching them how to have a relationship. They are not going to be changed because it is the Mary and Martha picture. Hmm. Martha's in the kitchen getting ready for the meal and working herself to death. And Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus and just spending time. And I put it this way, base, uh, sitting in the sun, sitting out in the sun, basing in the sun. When we spend time in just his presence... That is what changes us. And the word I want you to take, the, the, the idea I want you to take away from transformation is intimacy. Hmm. Intimacy with God brings transformation. Hmm. It, that time in his presence is the cocoon. It is what makes all the difference. And I have to tell you, it is not performing. It is not doing anything other than enjoying him and listening to him and resting in him. And I'm going to tell you, I, let me admit this. I am a doer. I am a doer. I want to do all these things. And it's very hard. Maybe it's it's uh, ADHD. Maybe it's QRS. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, I, it's sitting still in the presence of God is very, very awkward and hard for me. Yeah. Or, or just sitting in a worshipful time of singing before him and, and just basing in his presence. Uh, last night, I went to a Stetson University night of worship. Uh, the FCA was leading, and, and no one knew me there. Nobody saw me there. It w I just went and sat in the dark and listened to the music and just sat in the presence of God and sang to him. And, and man, it was just really good. That's awesome. Amen. Amen. Man, we, no wonder the, the lost look at Christianity and, and see uh, a bunch of rules. They think it's all about rules. And they look at the Bible and they think it's a, it's a rule book. It's because us as Christians have been, that's what we've been demonstrating. We've been trying to, to do exactly that. It's a to-do list. You guys have mentioned it a couple times already. It's do this, do this. But man, when we're transformed, when that happens, we begin to have intimacy with God. We, we learn to trust him. We learn to delight in him. We learn to accept his forgiveness. We no longer dwell on the past, and we begin mm. to see his word as good and obey him. Mm. Not out of duty, but out of relationship, out of that intimacy with mm. him. And we find ourselves worshiping him more, just like you were just talking about, Barry. That's a Man, what a beautiful picture that you could just kind of just be in the dark and just worship him when not you know nobody knows you you're not pastor barry you're just a child of god worshiping the father that's man that's awesome yeah transformation doesn't give you that experience bob 
Transformation is um, you feel good about yourself. I mean, not transfer, yeah, re- yeah. reformation. Yeah, yeah. You feel good you about mean. yourself. And well, now they knew. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, so when I'm reading my Bible and I read a book, I'm getting knowledge, right? And so you get a graph earlier. You should probably show that if we can. But that we did, there's, there's, a, there's a knowledge base where we're building things up ourselves and we're not, we're not becoming transformed. We're just puffing it up. And what happens in Reformation is that we do the works. We figure out the puzzle. We figure out how to fix uh, paying our bills. We figure out how to find a new job. We figure out how to find um, a new church. We figure out how to, that, that fits our fancy. That fits what we feel is best. That fits what we think is right. But when we do transformation, it's, it's a matter of us being still and not getting giving in to the temptation to fix it. And so if anybody that's, that's watching on on um, on YouTube, you're gonna have to go a little closer yeah, if you can. Like a whiteboard or and something. so what, what Bob has on his pictures for those that are listening, he has a line like a graph. And on one side of the graph, it has me in, in knowledge. And on the other side, it has relationship. And so the graph shows the knowledge and the relationship. And it has Jesus up at the top right hand corner. And as if we just keep doing reformed theology, or just, I shouldn't say reformed theology, that's different. If we keep doing a reform, reform kind of mindset, we're just going to grow, go up the that last, uh, the thing and to learn more knowledge and, and, and it doesn't transform us. But if we allow God to do it, and then in the byproduct of that is we become, uh, we start having knowledge. The byproduct is God starts leading us to different scripture. The byproduct is God starts opening up ministry and doors. We then start becoming transformed and we start glowing closer to him so we do get increased knowledge but it's not the knowledge by our efforts it's the knowledge by what god is doing in our lives and so um we have to fight the temptation to try to fix this ourselves we have to fight the temptation to put the puzzle together we have to learn to be patient that's why bible talks about long suffering that's why god talks about being patient that's why god talks about being still we have to learn to wait upon god and and i'm telling you when god shows up it's always going to be done in such a way that you're going to know. You will experience love that you've never experienced before. You will experience a peace that you've never experienced before. You will experience God's comfort. You will experience God's joy. You will experience things that's supernatural. And when you do it in your reformed mindset, you're not experiencing that. You're experiencing works. You're experiencing your efforts. But when you're sitting at God, when it has, there's nothing you can do to fix the problem. When there's nothing that you can do to to change your circumstance and God does it, it is supernatural. That is why Barry wanted to sit in the presence of God. That is why all he can think about was wanting to worship him because God changes you that way. And all you desire is his presence because there's nothing here on earth that can even compete with it. It's what we were created to do, right? That's it. It sure is. You know, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory Hmm. are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the spirit. Hmm. That's a powerful passage. It is, you know, we, we are laying bare before God and, and Martha complained about Mary (laughs) spending time at the, at the uh, feet of Jesus. I'm going to tell you, no one's going to give you a raise for spending time with Jesus. No one's going to give you uh, a pat on the back when you're alone before God. And you're not going to get your name written in any books because of it. But I'm going to tell you what happens in the presence of God. And we need to talk about this is that the fruit 
of God's character, Jesus's character starts to permeate out of our pores. And we start to decrease uh, ourselves and people no longer see us, but they start to see the character of Christ in us. It is the byproduct of spending intimate time in the presence of God. And uh, who wants to talk about that? Well, I was just reading a quote by um, a couple quotes, one by Adrian Rogers. I don't know if anybody knows who he is. He's passed on, but he's a great Baptist preacher. But he said, the same Jesus who turned water into wine can transform your home, your life, your family, and your future. He is still in the miracle working business, and his business is in the business of transformation. Mm. And I was just thinking is, is what we're talking about is, is not just that God's going to transform your life, but by him transforming your life, your marriage is going to be transformed. And not only is your marriage going to be transformed, but your kids' lives are going to be transformed. And not only your kids' lives are going to be transformed, your business life is going to be transformed. And not only your business life is going to be transformed, but your, the people that are around you in business are going to be transformed. And it's a ripple effect. And that's what the goodness of God does. That's what the love of God does. It changes. It becomes contagious. People want to catch it. People want to be around it. People want to hear more about it. And in every day in Christ Jesus is a new day. Every day in Christ Jesus, there's something fresh. There's something awe that God wants to give us. And so all he is desiring for us is that let me, he's basically saying, listen, son, daughter, I'm gonna do all the hard work for you today. All I'm gonna have you do is follow me. You, you follow me. You have eyes to see and ears to hear. You listen to me. You hear me. Spend time with me. I will do all the heavy lifting. I will, I will put all the pieces together. All you have to do is worship me and then adjust your life to whatever I'm doing. You know, uh, uh, in Matthew, it talks about taking up the yoke. He says, all who are weary and heavy laden, come to me and take up my yoke and follow me and you will find rest for your souls. If, if in our culture and in our nation, do we need something? It's rest for our souls. And that is so, so, so important right now. And you know, this, this passage in John 15, five, it says that apart from him, I can do nothing. He says, if you remain in me, I remain in you and you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. I cannot produce fruit. I cannot change myself, but God can. And uh, we we don't want to just bear fruit. We want to bear much fruit. And the only way to bear much fruit is allowing the, uh, Christ to remain in us and us to remain in him, in his presence. So what is the fruit of the spirit? What is it? What is the character of God? That's that's found in, in Galatians uh, chapter uh uh, 5 22 and 23 it says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law those who belong to christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires since we live by the spirit let us keep in step and that's what you were saying uh, Pete is following him, keeping in step with the spirit, keeps us in the path, keeps us right behind Christ and not us in front of him and asking him to bless our mess, but following Christ and letting him lead us. And it says, let us not become conceited, provoking or envying each other, but to follow the spirit and the spirit will produce the fruit in us because of the presence of God. And that's, that's transformation, my friends. That really is. 
I want to back up for a minute, guys, because I got a question. We read, or I read um, Romans 12.2 a little bit earlier. There's two commands in in Romans 12.2, and I kind of want to ask your opinion on that. So the first one is, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. So I'd like to know what what you guys think that is or what that looks like. And then this is kind of the part we've been diving into. It says, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. So, you know, and I know you guys are talking about this, but to me, I'm still... I just want a clearer picture of what that of what that looks like. What is Paul trying to teach us here um, when he says, "Do not conform to the patterns of this world," and then, "But be transformed by the renewing of your mind." Can we? Well, can we? Well, when I wake up, so let's talk about com- confirmation to be conformed. So when I wake up in the morning, and my thought process is, "How am I going to be successful today? How am I going to, you know, um, do what I'm going to do uh, according to what I have?" And so what I'm talking about is I'm, I'm thinking in a way of world terms. And so when, I'm being, when it says do not be conformed to, to the world, what he's saying is that, well, the life isn't about you. You're not, you're not getting up thinking about how I'm going to succeed. You're not thinking about how I'm going to make money. You're not thinking about how am I going to be the best parent? How am I going to be the best friend? How am I going to be the best worker? That's, not, that's really good. That's not what you're thinking. You're, you're, that's conforming. What you're thinking is, is how am I going to bring light to darkness? How am I going to adjust my life to do whatever God is asking? How am I going to see uh, him in all situations? Because life isn't about me. Life is about him. And so when we're conforming, we're conforming to what making things about us. That's why we have issues. That's why we have problems. That's why we suffer. But when we make it about him, it's now him being glorified and we now rest in him. We rest in his comfort. We rest in his peace. We rest in his truth. We are no longer suffering according to the world's way. We are now suffering for Jesus. So it doesn't matter what our role is or our job is. We could be a police officer or a teacher. Yeah. How does that look? I mean, what, we go into the so we go into our day yeah. not thinking about what am I So as do a police, for, let's yes. just use a police yeah, officer. So as a police officer, my mindset is how am I blessing others around me? How am I speaking life to the people that I just pulled over? I mean, they still, they still deserve the ticket. They broke the law. But the mindset is I don't have to be an idiot to do it. My job is to, so they, for instance, they have a confrontation. Say a police has a confrontation. As a follower of Christ, your job is now you're praying in the spirit. You're praying that because that, we don't battle against flesh and blood. You're praying in the spirit that God will remove that demonic spirit that's coming against you. Yeah. And so you're praying that way in your mind. You're coming in an attitude of love. You're coming in an attitude of caring and forgiveness and transformation, you know, the transformed mindset. And so you're approaching life completely different. A conformed way of thinking as a police officer is I'm in charge. I'm the police. I'm going to enforce the law. I'm going to do it the way that I know best. I'm going to I'm going to make sure that I get my proper way done. You're you're completely looking at life differently. I'm going to write as many tickets so my boss thinks I'm good. I'm going to I'm going to get as many arrests so that I I become a better, you know, better look better in the eyes of man. And that's the opposite of what God's saying. God is saying change all of that. Look elevate others above yourself. You can still do that writing a ticket. You can so bless good. somebody so much. You can change their lives just by sharing the love of Christ with them. I love bringing it to a practical level. I, I Pete, that was amazing. I, that was. that is going to help people today. I, there's just no doubt in my mind that uh, that is going to help. It's just something about just sharing the knowledge and, and, and reading that verse and then breaking it down to okay, what does that mean in my life today as a police officer or as a teacher or as a doctor? Man, that was that was amazing, Pete. Thank you. 
you know, uh, it says here a pattern of this world and and conform. You know, I'm thinking about Jackson, my my five year old, taking play doh and taking the different colors and putting it into a frame and making what that frame is right uh, uh, a a pattern of a dinosaur a pattern of a of a animal and and this world really has a pattern that it wants you to conform to and it's trying to push you into its pattern it's trying to make you uh believe the american dream and 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 to be identified by the, by what others are identified in the world and what this world values it's trying to put it it's trying to stuff you into its system into its pattern to perform up to the standards that it has but i'm going to tell you you are called to a much higher thing you're called to not be conformed to this world but be transformed and what does that mean you got to think differently you have to renew your mind because all of life of what we've experienced here on earth we've been told that we have got to act like this do uh, perform like this and be like this because this is what is acceptable in the world well can i tell you that god has a different and higher standard Amen. god does and he wants us are, are we trying to please man or are we trying to please him that's one of the things that it comes down to is is like you were saying pete when i wake up in the morning am i asking god to live his life through me hmm. because you know what Jesus is the only one that's lived a pleasing life to God. And so there is absolutely no way we can perform in a way that pleases him. So we we ask God to take over. We ask God to lead us. We ask God to direct us and to be the power of, of our life. And that we answer to him and we're conforming to his image, in his character, in his way of life versus the image and pattern of this world. So I just that's that's one of the things that really gets me with with this verse. Uh, you know, I I thought when you were talking, Barry, it made me think of. It, I cannot love in of myself. I can try to force love, but I can't truly love. So from the police officer's standpoint, for him to love people that are idiots, it's hard. Okay, people are idiots, and it's hard to love those people. It's hard to look at somebody that's confrontational and to to love them as Christ loved them. But the way that we can do that is what we're talking about. By us being in God's presence, we come face to face with God's holiness. And by being in his presence, that holiness overwhelms us because it's perfect. It's, it's beyond anything we can comprehend. And in his presence, we then see ourselves for who we are. And we're dirty and we're ugly. And we accept that reality at that very moment and then in that moment's time when we finally say, God, I, am, I cannot do this. I am, I am disgusted. I am not worthy. I am not able to. I, my sin is too great. I am too overwhelmed with that. In that moment when we finally surrender that. as a, Remember the thief on the cross. Here he is, the murderer. And he looked over and he recognized at that very moment, I am. I am. I deserve this, he said. I deserve this punishment. And he says, but please remember me when you enter into your kingdom and jesus said yeah today you'll be with me in paradise that that very moment that we surrender 
the love of God will overwhelm you. It's not a matter how much you read. It's not a matter how much you've, you've done. It's not a matter how many times you go to school or go to uh, church. It's not a matter how many times you've tithed. It's, it had nothing to do with that. It's in the presence of God when you've come face to face with his holiness that his truth, his love touches you in such a supernatural way that you become transformed. You become changed. Your character takes on new identity. Old things are passed away. Behold, now all things are made new. And so that is when we then start experiencing agape love. It's the divine love. We experience something that's not, that no man can give us, only God can. And when God gives us that agape love, when God gives us that love that's supernatural, all we can do is share it with other people because you can't stop talking about it. You can't stop sharing his love. And so that police officer, when he's experienced that agape love, when he's experienced the goodness of God, all he can think about is loving other people the same way. And that's why we wanna be in that presence. That's why all we can think about is how do I spend more time with Jesus today? That's why we constantly say, how do I worship him more today? How do I, how do I turn off the TV and, and be in his presence? How do, I, how do I put myself in a position so I can love him even more? Because his love changes you. And it's, and it's something that it's hard to explain. We become speechless. There's no words right now to explain what we're trying to share. We're doing the very best to, to, to share this goodness of God. It's beyond anything. I, always, I said it one time before, it's like riding a wave. I was a surfer back in the days. It's like riding a wave that never ends. If anybody has ridden a big wave, a nice wave, that, that, that is a thrill of a lifetime. It's beyond, it's a rush. It's amazing. But this wave never ends in Jesus. And the only time that that wave will ever end is when we get off and we walk away from it. Mm, the spring of life. But if we continue to stay in his presence, I'm telling you that rush never ends. That, can, that love is overwhelming. And, and that's why when we share with people, we say, why would you not want to let God be God of your life? Why are you choosing this path of destruction? Why are you choosing a path of hate, of pain, of agony? Because God's gonna get, God can change all of that. God can take all of your past. He can transform every aspect of your life and make you a new creation in Christ. And as Barry said, he says the fruit of the Spirit will come from that. And the fruit of the Spirit is the very character of Christ. Yeah, that's right. You know, I, uh, I sense a need to apologize to some of the people that are listening out there. And, you know, I hear this a lot. And I try to defend it every time I hear it. But people tell me, you know, I believe in God, but the church, uh, not so much. Yeah. And I think this is the root cause. And, and if you're listening to this podcast and you've been hurt by the church or you felt like, well, I just can't measure up to the standards of this church. They want to judge me. That's not of God. And that's not how God treats you. God says, if you'll come to me, I'll be the one that changes you. And I'll, I'll, I'll form you to the pattern that I have. And what is that pattern? The pattern is Jesus Christ himself. I'll form you through my Holy Spirit and through my presence and through my word. When you come to me, I will make you into a new cast. I will put you into a new cast. I will make you something new. And I'll give you the power. You will not have to exist on, on your self-power that you generate and muster up on your own. But you plug into me and I'll do it through you. And, you know, I, I just, I just want to apologize to you. If you have been made, felt like you cannot keep all these laws. 
You know, if you look at the word of God, it was man that came to God and said, give us, give us the commands, give us the rules. God did not want to do that at first. It was man demanding the king. It was man demanding rules that, that the Ten Commandments were created. And, and they were saying, we just don't know what to, why, how to please you. And, and I think God was yelling in eternity that you want to please me? Just come and be with me. Come and, and make me a priority of your life and come and, and just rest in me. Be mine. That is what pleases me. The relationship is what pleases me. Is you, you know, what worth worship is, is, is you seeing worth in God and giving him your attention. That's what worship is. It's saying of all the things in this world that I could chase after, I'm chasing after you because you are the prize. You are the treasure. Is he your treasure today? I hope so. And I hope he's mine. You know, I very with that said, I mean there's there's people out there that are just really seeking him now. And there's brokenness out there. And there's people out there that have probably been in the church some of them all their life and they're just they're hearing this now in a fresh new way. And maybe there is a policeman, maybe there is a doctor, maybe there is a teacher, or maybe there's somebody out there that have been doing it the wrong way for a long time. And and their hearts are saying, I want to do it the right way. And, and maybe there's somebody out there that's just, that's listening right now that is just like, they're craving God's presence and they just don't know how to get there. They're, 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 just, they're crying out right now. I've tried it so many times. I've, I've been there. I've tried it. I, I just can't experience this goodness of God. Barry, talk to those people. Talk to that person that's just, that's, that's emptied right now. And they're just saying, I want Jesus. Hey guys, uh, if I were to be vulnerable with you, I could tell you that this is right where I'm at. I've spent my life trying to perform and to please God and to measure up to his acceptance. And I have to confess to you, there is no way to do that. For we have all sinned and we all fall short. We will always fall short of his glory and his pattern and his standard. And we can't do it on our own. And, and, if you are anything like I have been, you are frustrated and you know you can't measure up and you're trying and you're doing everything you can and you're like Sergeant Dan in the midst of a storm and, and raising his fist to God. God, what do you want? I want your attention, God says. I want you. And he says that you are so valuable to him that he wants you. Maybe nobody else in this world wants you in your opinion. Maybe, maybe you've been given up for adoption. Maybe, I don't know, but I want you to know today that God wants you. And what do we need to do? We need to come to him, all who are weary and take up his yoke. What does that mean? Lay down beside him and link up with him and find yourself in him. Let him bear your burden. Let him carry your load. And the promise is of that passage, it says you will find rest for your soul. There's rest in our physical body, but guys, I'm telling you, there is something more. And that's what we're looking for, rest in our soul. And what is that? It is a hope. It is an assurance. It is faith of knowing that God is with you 
and that he has you in his hands and that everywhere you go, he goes with you and that there is absolutely nothing that he's going to allow into your life that you have to face alone, that he's going to do it for you. Guys, he wants that because you are his girl. You are his boy, and he wants an intimate, precious, one-of-a-kind relationship with you. He wants you to know his heart, to know his, know his heart, know his thoughts, and he wants you to be like him. And only through the process of his presence that takes time can he transform you and make you into what, see, who we are now it's not the fulfillment of his dream in creating you. That transformational process is him making you into the image of his son. And the image of his son is the dream that he had for you and for me and for all of us before he created us. So will you come home to him? Will you find your rest in him? And then we use this word appropriate. That word appropriate means this. It means that I receive as truth all that he says about our relationship and who I am in him. I, I count it as true and I apply it to my thought life. I apply it to my, my, my identity. I appropriate it. I put it into action. That is who I am. And thirdly, what I must do is I must take the lies and put them aside. I must dispel them. And I must meditate on the truth of his love that he has for me. How valuable am I that he would send his son Jesus to die for me? How valuable am I? He thinks of me. How valuable am I? He created the universe and all the stars and yet he took nine months to create me. Guys, allow these thoughts to, to permeate your soul and your mind and your being. And from that, see people the way God sees you. Build value in people the way he's built value in you. And all that is, is an overflow of the presence of and intimacy with God. If you want this, if you want this really bad today, give up. Surrender. And just say, God, I'm done doing it on my own. I'm sorry. I can't even come to you on my own. I can't change on my own. God, help me, change me. You have my attention completely. Lord, I, uh, I lift up the people listening to this podcast. And Lord, I repent on behalf of the church for us telling people, you got to do this. You got to do that. And then God will like you. God, forgive us for saying that. Lord, we didn't say it intentionally. But God, we have told people to cut their hair. We told people to, 
to cover up their tattoos. We told people to stop talking that way. Stop acting that way. And we haven't connected them to the heart monitor of the presence of God and spending time with him and allowing him to change. And we have not been patient enough to give them the time to change. And God, I repent of that. Oh God, I pray that us three men leading this podcast, that you would transform us and that you would transform our marriage that you would transform our wives and that you would transform our children and transform our relationships. And God, if, if you need a volunteer, we volunteer. Use me. <laughs> Amen. We make ourselves available to you. And God, help the people listening to this podcast to see the difference between reformation, me trying to change myself and trying to measure up to God, and be accepted by him versus transformation. I can never do this on my own, God. I need you. Would you transform my mind and my heart, my thoughts, my every relationship? So God, I ask you to move in the people's lives that are listening to this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This is going to be one of those uh, shows that people are going to have to listen to over and over and over again because this was powerful. God showed up today. This was special. And uh, if that was you and you and you made that prayer and that was you that was crying out and saying, God, I just want me, I want you, Lord. I just want all of you. Um, we would love to hear from you. Go on to riotpodcast.co, C-O, and uh, just go ahead and share that know God and, and, and fill out that you've accepted Christ or that you want to rededicate your life or whatever and click that button down at the bottom. And um, we would love to connect with you. Some way, somehow, we'll get in contact with you. And, um, and we'd love to give you some um, free material and a Bible and some different things to talk, talk through things with you. Um, awesome show today, Bob. Yeah. Uh, just exciting. It was great. This was actually kind of a preview of what we're going to do in Greece, yep. right? Yeah, this is just the yeah. This is all a part of what to expect. So if you go on that Greece trip, if you're listening to this, you're going to get a part of this. It's right. going to be exciting. A little sampler, yeah. as they say. So yeah, not only you're going to get that, you're going to get the tours. You're going to get uh, just uh, some amazing worship time. You're going to your marriage is going to just flourish, guys. Man, I don't know about you guys. We announced this trip less than a week ago. I've had handfuls of people reach out to me and say. Yeah. Oh, we want to do that. We're going to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's there's excitement building. And yep. it's funny because mm. every time I get one of those calls or texts or emails, it just makes me more excited about right. the trip too. Right. Right? It just like builds on it. So, man... Guys, just reach out to reach out to us, man. We'd love to hear from you. We are just so honored that you're you're listening. Um, if you're watching on Facebook, on YouTube, please, uh, you know, put a comment down there. Tell us where you're from. Share it. Share it, please. Share yeah. it and subscribe to it so that uh, you get the updates um, on a weekly basis. And then on on our social media, so Facebook especially. Um, you know, it's just a great place to share it with your friends. Um, make comments. Tell us what you like about the show. Tell us what uh, what touched you about the show. And uh, man, what a great message about transformation. I mean, so I mean, Barry talked about it in depth today about you know just 
living a life of do 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 you know a checklist a smelly do 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 it is yeah <laughs> right it reeks <laughs> leave it to pete to bring up the do do and i've been in the bathroom after you man. <laughs> but man we just man we're so appreciative of you we just uh, we we pray for you we just we do the show um well you know what you guys know who matt batterson is yeah, a preacher and uh, pastor in Washington D.C. Right, so he's he's in the like the shadows of the of the of the Capitol, and so all that power and all that influence is right there. But I love how he puts it. He goes, "We should we should do what we do for the applause of of nail scarred hands." Amen. And wow. that's what that's it's good. all about, right? Yeah. I just, I just yeah. love that. It's audience of one, an audience of one. So, yeah. that's our our wish as a as a podcast is you know, we want to do this for an audience of uh, of one, those nailed scarred hands, and uh, we we just pray that uh, because of that that y- you draw closer to him. So, um, just real quick, um, mttfaith.com, You can check out uh, the the tour there. It's man, it's just. Go on the road with the Riot Podcast, right? You will be <laughs> blessed. Guys, what an amazing week. Um, I can't wait to, to, to be with you again, to, to record our next podcast and share this with our, with our listeners and our viewers now. I, I got to get used to the whole YouTube deal. Mm. But uh, our viewers out there, man, we love you guys. Um, we're blessed by you. Thanks to our executive producer, Christine. Thanks to all the staff behind the scenes. Um, you have to help me with the names, Pete. And I think what? Uh, Christian, Christian. Anna. Anna. Princess. And Princess. Yeah. See, I, I got to get... You guys are amazing. Thank yeah. you for what you do. Uh, you make us crazy uh, guys look good. So I appreciate it. Hey, Final words? Hey, it's very important, guys, that uh, you share what God's doing in your life with your pastor. Hmm. Uh if you're hurting, and I really sense that a lot of people listening to this are hurting, would you go sit down with your pastor and just share with yeah. him Good. or share with your life group leader yeah. and share this this podcast with your pastor because a lot of pastors are hurting? Hmm. Just say, Pastor, I, I wanted to get your thought on this. Would you listen to this podcast that I listened to this yeah, week? Yeah, that's good. And, and I want you to know, uh, a lot of times we tell you to comment, but a lot of times you don't want to put out personal information out there. Instant messages. So you can t- contact us where, Pete? Yeah, Facebook instant message if you want to, or in anyone, just instant message us, and uh, we'll get back to you. Awesome. Yeah, yeah we do have guys. people. Trust me, people instant message us, and we talk to people. <laughs> so it does happen. All right, guys, be blessed. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.